0: Ladies and gentlemen, we're expecting some moderate turbulence.
1: Please remain seated and enjoy the show. Hello.
0: Hello, and welcome to...
1: Moderate Turbulence. I'm Adele.
0: And I'm Jeremy.
1: So today we're on our fourth?
0: Fourth incident. Yeah, incident. Yes.
1: Yeah. Wow. So, and we can't um, talk
0: today. Words are hard.
1: Yeah. So this might be a struggle, but... Um, so was the flight that I'm going to talk about. Wow.
0: Good segue. <laughs> good segue. Well, before we get into the incident, what, what's been going on uh, since our last podcast? How, how have you been?
1: Well, I mean, last podcast that we were just the two of us, I was a bit all down about not having a dog. And then I think literally the next day we got the message, oh, hey, would you like to foster a dog? Answer was yes. And obviously,
0: because we love. Well, we love animals, but we don't have a dog. We have two cats, but we didn't have a dog.
1: Yeah. So, um, we've had her for over two weeks now, or two just. Un- two,
0: yeah, just over two weeks because we got her on a Sunday. Yeah, right? Sunday. Oh, and yeah, it's, it's Tuesday now.
1: I don't know what day it is anymore.
0: Yeah. So we've had her for sixteen days. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and uh, officially today is her adoption day. Woo-hoo. So. If you haven't guessed already, we're the ones who adopted her.
0: Yeah. It's what we call a foster fail, where you foster an animal and you refuse to give it back because it's too cute and grown on you in two weeks.
1: <laughs> yeah. So she's a precious little monkey.
0: We'll, we'll post a picture. We'll post some pictures of her on our Instagram.
1: Yeah. Well, she's already there with, uh,
0: one of the Our cats her brother
1: Maui cuz we talked about how they cuddle on the couch on their last episode so i mm-hmm. hope you guys checked that out
0: uh we'll post some pictures of Crum the other cat as well he's he's the older of the two cats and he ha- he's not quite getting along with the dog yet it's a work in progress they're they've she, i think she's more curious of him the dog's more curious of the cat and the cat's kind of in stalker mode like oh, is this a meal or no it's toy no no it's a new friend so we're working on that
1: yeah, well, and our dog doesn't really know how to be a dog, yeah. so she doesn't know how to play. So she doesn't really know how to give out the signals that she wants to play. I mean, they're also cats, so they're different animals. Yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll give a- you
0: we'll give a, li- a just a really quick background. I know this is an aviation podcast, but we're going to talk about our animals for a second. So she was in a puppy mill. She was there for about four years. So she pretty much lived in a cage and pumped out babies. And that's about it until she wasn't useful to them anymore. So they give her to the rescue. Nothing is illegal about what the puppy mill is doing, but it's kind of like borderline, I guess.
1: Yeah. I mean, they do it just to be able to make money, obviously, which is like, why would you give up? I think they ended up giving six dogs to the rescue at this time. And it's not the first time they've done it. Yeah. So it's clearly... The dogs are run ragged and then it's just like, if they're not, uh, moneymakers anymore, they're just given away because that's yeah the only use Profit. for people to have animals sometimes is for money, yeah which so, is absolutely appalling, but you know, can't change the world.
0: Yeah. So four years old, she, uh, hasn't really, I know, the way we like to put it, she hasn't felt love before. She, so she's kind of learning the ropes. She's gravitated towards Adele immediately right off the bat. And she's taking a little bit longer to warm up to me, but that's okay. I'll wear her down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and right now we have uh, an intruder in our our studio here. A little Crumb, he's completely passed out yeah. on the floor. He's literally
0: on the carpet. I'm going to take a picture of him right now, just so we can post that. Uh...
1: He may or may not be actually alive right now. <laughs> oh come on! He's oh there,
0: his head just popped up. <laughs> You just needed to say something clearly.
1: And Jeremy, what's uh happening with you?
0: Nothing really.
1: I mean, we do live together, so whatever's happening to one of us yeah. pretty much happens to the other person at this point.
0: Yeah, the the new uh the new dog is I guess the the biggest news in our world and uh well, I guess just continuing on with this podcast. We've talked to a lot of friends. We started promoting it amongst our friends uh and we've gotten some really good feedback and uh
1: our chiropractor, shout out to uh Dr. Jesse Michaud. If you're in Calgary, check him out.
0: Amazing chiropractor.
1: We heard his brother is uh, a fan or is interested in our podcast. So hopefully he's listening. He's,
0: he's a fan of the concept. So hopefully mm. he'll start listening soon. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And he, we played the intro at our last appointment. Um, and he said it was exactly what he thought it should be. Yeah. So we have the seal of approval from a chiropractor. If that means anything...
0: Yeah. in the so, podcast world. <laughs> so far, one out of one chiropractors likes our intro.
1: yeah, recommended 10 out of ten.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, a lot of our friends would want to come on and be guests after we had our friend Leticia on last week. So uh, definitely expect to see to see to hear more uh, more of our friends come on as guests and share some of their aviation uh, stories.
1: Yeah, so that'll be exciting. And uh, next week's episode is going to be a pretty much very sought-after episode, I would say, kind of what you...
0: It's its the suggestion that everyone sort of says, oh, you should do this. And we're like, we were already working on it. So, uh, so yeah, that's coming up next week. It's not going to be an aircraft incident, but uh, an informative flight attendant episode. <laughs>
1: yeah. Is that like, fair? If you've ever wondered certain... Th- things, ask yourself questions, or met a flight attendant and ask these questions to them, then you'll uh, maybe find out some cool answers.
0: Yeah. All so right. uh, let's
1: get into our incident for this week.
0: And again, I have no knowledge of the incident that Adele's presenting, so I'm excited.
1: Well, unless he was peaking.
0: Nope. But. No peaking.
1: So today, we are going to talk about the Japan Airlines Flight 123. Ooh. Have you ever heard of that incident?
0: I know of one or two Japan Airlines incidents. So let's wait and see.
1: All right. So on August 12th, 1985, Japan Airlines Flight 123 was flying from Tokyo's Haneda Airport to Osaka International Airport. The events of the day became the deadliest single aircraft incident in aviation history. Hmm. So at the time... Domestic travel in Japan was very popular, so the use of a Boeing 747 for short distance flights was very common. So um, to put in perspective, um, Japan is very small uh, surface-wise. It's a very small country. So if you're flying from one city to another, it's going to be a short flight. So this one would have been about 55 minutes. Wow. You know, a very, very short flight. On
0: a 747. Yeah. Yeah. Again, you're you're in. You seem to focus on incidents involving jumbo jets, eh?
1: Well, this was a lucky coincidence, but I mean, well, yeah, lucky, I guess seven forty sevens again. Well, I mean, this one is the only one, but you know,
0: only one.
1: <laughs> it's all all it takes. All right, so on this day, we had um, in command Captain Masami Takahama, age forty nine. He was serving as the training instructor. And sitting in the first officer's seat, in the right seat. And then first officer, Yutaka Sasaki, age 39, was acting as captain on one of his final training flights before his promotion to captain. So he was sitting in the left seat. And then we had flight engineer Hiroshi Fukuda, age 46, was a veteran flight engineer with Nine thousand eight hundred total flight hours, and there are also fifteen crew members and five hundred and nine passengers on board.
0: Five hundred and nine—that is a lot of people on a plane. And yeah. fi- you said fifteen crew and five hundred nine. Wow,
1: that's yeah. crazy. That's see, that's why lot. they needed the seven forty-seven.
0: Well, yeah.
1: Um. So also the flight occurred during Obon which is a celebrated holiday in Japan when many Japanese people would make trips back home to their hometowns or resorts. So, again, it's very, very a good reason for them to use a 747 and why the flight was probably completely full. Yeah. And among the passengers, there is famous singer Kui. Sorry, I'm not very good at pronouncing Japanese names. Uh, Sakamoto, There's also the president of Hanshin Tiger's professional baseball club Hajimu Nakano and Japanese banker Akihisa Yukawa, father of solo violinist Diana Yukawa. There are also 21 non-Japanese on the flight, including four Hong Kong residents, two Italians, two Americans, one West German, and one person from the United Kingdom. Some foreigners had dual nationalities, and some were residing in Japan. So the aircraft was an 11-year-old Boeing 747SR. Flight 123 takes off from Haneda at 6.12 p.m., 12 minutes behind schedule. 12 minutes into the flight, the aircraft reaches near cruising altitude over Sagami Bay and experiences a rapid decompression.
0: Oh, no.
1: So the rapid decompression resulted in the ceiling near the aft lavatories to be brought down, damaging the unpressurized fuselage aft of the plane, unseating the vertical stabilizer, and severing all four hydraulic lines. A f- photograph taken from the ground proved that the vertical stabilizer was missing. So this meant that part of the airplane's tail had been torn off. That's what the stabilizer is. Yeah. Yeah. So from the cockpit, the pilots were not sure of what had occurred. They initially felt as though something had exploded in the rear of the aircraft. They thought that the landing gear door had separated. They also checked the engines, but their instruments did not reveal the source of the problem. From the cockpit, they don't have a view of the tail, so they did not know that the stabilizer was missing. Okay. So in the cabin, the oxygen masks have dropped. The audio recorded during emergency reveals a purser instructing all passengers to don their oxygen masks and fasten their seatbelts. There is also an automated passenger announcement instructing passengers to put out their cigarettes.
0: Yeah, that's this is the eighties, right? Mm-hmm.
1: So the pilot sent out a distress broadcast signal. Captain Takahama contacted the Tokyo Area Control Center to declare an emergency and requested to return to Haneda Airport. The request was approved. When the aircraft initiated right-hand turn back towards Haneda Airport, the banking angle was much more severe than expected. Captain Takahama ordered First Officer Sasaki not to bank so much. Those were direct words from the recording that from was retrieved. voice reporter, yeah. And uh, to turn it back the other direction, the pilots were confused when the aircraft did not respond to the control wheel being turned left,
0: okay, so just just to clarify a few things, so you said the all four hydraulic lines were severed.
1: Yes, I will be getting to that more, but okay. yes they are severed Well,, well
0: I'm just thinking now that's that's going to impede their ability to to turn the aircraft and bank, and also the vertical stabilizer is gone. yeah, that's crazy. Sorry, continue. I'm just trying to visualize it.
1: Well, it's also helping our, our listeners most likely as well. Cool. cool. The flight engineer then told them that the hydraulic pressure was decreasing. The captain repeated his instructions to reduce the bank as the autopilot had stopped working. The first officer was told to bank back, then pull up. But none of these maneuvers resulted in any response from the aircraft. The pilots realized that at this point that the aircraft had become uncontrollable which is another big word about this incident is the aircraft was just uncontrollable completely. Anything they were trying to do this during this whole time was just yeah. not, not yeah. resulting in anything. Captain Takahama ordered first officer Sasaki to descend without any hydraulic power. The aircraft enters in a fugoid cycle as a plane increases speed, it climbs and as it climbs, it loses speed which causes a loss of lift and it starts to descend. Sorry.
0: okay so it's kind of like it's going into a stall because when it it accelerates it's gaining lift and then when it gets too high it's not creating lift anymore so it goes into a stall sort of like a dive yeah so, okay i got so it just
1: keeps going so it, when it goes up it loses speed and then it starts to descend and then as the plane descends the speed increases and the cycle just repeats itself yeah so again the Airplanes going nowhere. The pilots tried to regain control of the aircraft, but it is nearly impossible due to the complete loss of a hydraulic pressure. Tokyo Center requests Flight 123 to land in Nagoya, but Captain Takahama requests to land in Haneda because they are better equipped to handle emergencies related to the 747.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: So a flight attendant um, contacts the flight deck to give some information to the pilots. It appears as though the R five door has been damaged, and oxygen masks reserves have been depleted. The crew is now helping passengers with oxygen bottled oxygen. An off duty flight attendant Yumi Ochiyai is also helping out. The captain is advised by his first officer and flight engineer that they should be making an emergency descent, but he does not respond. It is suspected that he and the other pilots are suffering from hypoxia due to the lack of oxygen. So that's why he's not responding. Hypoxia causes confusion, lack of concentration. So that's definitely, well, not definitely. That's a a good reasoning or good assumption at this point.
0: So the pilots never put on their oxygen masks?
1: My next sentence, literally. (laughs) Okay. They discuss wearing their oxygen masks. (laughs) but they never put them on. (laughs)
0: Okay. Okay. Well, so we'll just to talk about hypoxia really quickly, like, uh, depending on what altitude you're at, you have what's called a time of useful consciousness. And that's the time you can make how long you have to make rational decisions. So you said they were near cruising altitude when the incident happened. So if you're over 30,000 feet, your time of useful consciousness is like, I want to say like a minute or less. I don't know. I'll look it up after, but that's crazy. Anyways, sorry for interrupting you and asking you questions about your next sentence.
1: <laughs> yeah, was, especially since if you consider the fact that the airplane is ascending and descending just constantly, the altitude will change constantly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and at this point in Tokyo, Japan Airlines flight operations is made aware of the emergency and is working on a solution. The pilots inform them that they believe the r five door is damaged. It is decided that the landing gear should be lowered to help decrease the plane's speed and help gain a bit of con- more control. The main mechanism for lowering the gear does not work, so they must use the alternate system. The plane's flaps are also lowered. So at this point, they are nearing Japan's mountain ranges. Oh. And as it approaches Mount Fuji, the plane banks, right and dives. In the cabin, passengers begin writing farewell letters.
0: Oh, that's heart-wrenching.
1: Tokyo Control Center advises all other planes to change frequency on their radios and remain silent to allow full attention on Flight 123. Captain Takahama is heard over the radio saying, the plane will stall. A U.S. Air Force air traffic controller from Yokota Air Base tries to help the aircraft. The pilots attempt to gain control of the aircraft once again has become a bit easier to breathe thanks to the thicker atmosphere. However, the aircraft is declared to be uncontrollable once again. The plane increases speed. The pilots are trying everything they can to gain as much control as they can. The plane is diving and they're attempting to pull up. They're unable to gain control of the aircraft at 6.56 p.m. Japan Airlines Flight 123 crashes into Mount Takamagahara in Gumna Prefecture, Japan. 520 people are killed. Four passengers survive. The survivors were off-duty flight attendant Yumi Ochiai, Hiroko Yoshizaki, Mikiko Yoshizaki, and Kaiko Kawakami. Many initially survived the crash but died awaiting rescue. The oh, crash wow. is the worst single aircraft incident in aviation history. Wow. So, the inv- investigations uncovered that the aircraft had suffered a tail strike seven years earlier and had subsequently been repaired improperly.
0: So, really quickly, should we explain it with tail strike? You may go. <laughs> Why, thank you. So, tail strike is usually on either takeoff or landing. Uh, the aircraft the nose comes up too quickly, and then the tail of the aircraft strikes the runway. So it can happen. It's usually on takeoff, but it could happen on landing as well. Uh, And when that happens, uh, it can damage the tail. And in this case, it damaged the aircraft to a point where, I guess, many, many years later, it affected this incident.
1: Well, I mean, it needed repair. So uh, the damage had been to the rear pressure bulkhead, which stops air from exiting the aircraft by the tail. Boeing was called to repair the aircraft damage. The engineers installed a new panel in the bulkhead, but instead of having two rows of rivets, they had only put in one row. Over the next seven years of the aircraft's life, cracks formed and eventually gave way resulting in the incident of Flight 123. And four flight crews were directed to figure out whether or not it would be possible to land the improperly repaired Boeing 747. None of them were able to successfully land the plane, let alone fly the plane for 32 minutes after the decompression, like the crew of flight one, two, three.
0: Wow. So they did an exceptional job of trying. Yeah. Wow. Better than anyone could.
1: Yeah. As best as they could. And no one was able to last as long as they did. So essentially they lived longer than they should have.
0: Well, yeah, I guess it's incredible airmanship as well, as much as possible to. Do what you can with what you got.
1: Yeah. And then the sad reality of Japanese culture and the aftermath of such a serious incident resulting resulted in the next few casualties. So Japan Airlines president Yasumoto Tagaji resigned following the crash. Japan Airlines maintenance manager Hiro Tomiga. Naga committed suicide as an apology for the incident. Wow. And Susumu Tajima, who inspected the plane after the tail strike and cleared it for flight, also committed suicide after suffering difficulties at work. Wow. And that is- oh, That's tragic. The story of Flight 123, uh, Japan Airlines. Wow. The deadliest single aircraft incident in aviation history.
0: You go for the big ones, eh? When you're doing these these reports, well, I mean,
1: I Google and then things come up, and then I look them up, and then I write about them. Yeah.
0: Well, this one's devastating because, like you said, it was a tail strike that happened seven years before. So it was an aircraft, a crippled aircraft, that was flying around for seven years, and every flight is just a little bit more, getting a little bit more crippled, a little bit more crippled. And this was the flight where it just gave. Yeah. That's tragic, and of course, it's a seven forty seven.
1: And it's Probably. a ticking time bomb. So that's
0: exactly it. Ticking time bomb, well put. It's wow. crazy.
1: It lasted seven years. How many times does do aircrafts fly? How many times a day do, do aircrafts well, especially fly? Especially when
0: it's a seven forty seven doing domestic flights that last fifty five minutes. Like that's you know, it's doing a lot of ups and downs, a lot of potential for catastrophe when it's when it's a crippled aircraft like that.
1: Mm. Wow. And then for this, um, for my research, I looked up, uh, again, uh, a really good source is YouTuber who puts on really good um, recreations and videos inform- informative about these incidents. Uh, I like Joshua Eby. And then there's information on Wikipedia and also on the com. Cool.
0: Excellent. We will put, uh, we will link, or not link those, but we'll allow... Uh, We'll give them credit as well in the description of this uh, of this podcast for this episode. Mm-hmm. We should reach out to that YouTuber because you've used him for both of your incidents so far.
1: Well, that's that's literally what comes up when I Google my incidences. That his videos come up first. Cool. So that's why uh, they're informative. They're not too long, and they uh, they he also uses the audio recording from the flights.
0: Okay, so yeah.
1: So you can get that like
0: the cockpit voice recorder yeah. so you can hear what they said. Yeah.
1: With ATC and and stuff.
0: Crazy. And it, uh, I mean, obviously like with a tragic ending, but what a, what an effort by that air crew to keep that plane up for 32 minutes when it was crippled the way it was no vertical stabilizer. That's insane. And then, yeah, of course, suffering the effects of hypoxia. Wow. That's tragic, but well done. Interesting incident.
1: Mm, all right well should we well, wrap up this a episode kind of somber note yeah we shall wait
0: maybe we, we should end with something positive we should try and lift the spirits before saying something we adopted a dog
1: we already told them that
0: i know but it's still happy thoughts
1: well how about you all send us some happy thoughts on instagram facebook email yeah. us
0: so instagram is at moderate turbulence facebook uh I'm not sure if we have an actual link for Facebook, but there's definitely a, a page up. Uh, so if you if you search for moderate turbulence, it should come up. There's not a lot of activity yet, like zero. Uh, or you can send us an email at moderateturbulencepodcast at gmail.com.
1: Or find us on Twitter.
0: Yeah. And hey, don't forget to tell your friends to listen to us as well. We're trying to gain some popularity. So hey, why not?
1: Yeah. And tell your chiropractor.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well played. Tell your chiropractor, tell your doctor, tell your husband, tell your wife.
1: Yeah. So I hope you guys all have a wonderful day. And if you're flying right now, well, just be really safe and be kind to your flight crew.
0: They might have to save your butt one day. Goodbye.
1: Bye.